adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 58, uh, with our fearless leader, David Regina, co-host Mike Pirelli, AV Wizard, Kai Visions, Claudio Venezuela. Did I get the name again? <laughs> That's why I call him Kai. Uh, and then Justin is back. He went to Aruba or something. He Jay left Sanchi. us for weeks. Jay Sanji is back. Jay Sanji. Uh, today, uh, we have a lot on tap to talk about. It's been a wild couple of weeks, so we're just going to jump around, I think. And then, in addition, if you haven't subscribed, I swear to God, if you, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go like, subscribe, and support the podcast. We need those subbies. So, for real. Right? Yeah. Good. Uh, pod bod. Father figure coming in hot. I hear there's big news. Suit's getting a little tight. Justin was looking at it before. Um, so I got good news, man. Talk to me. Okay. So I went to... I. I Wait in, when was that, Friday, right? I go Friday. Um, we had the anticipation the night before. We were all talking, and I said, guys, I had a pretty flawless week. And it was flawless two weeks. I had a couple cheat meals in there, but I stuck to everything that I said in my mind that I was going to do. So I go to the gym, and it was one of the weirdest experiences that I've had, um, most memorable by far, because I walk in and I see this guy, and he's like, yo, you're the guy that used to work out with uh, Benny, right? Ben 10. Wow, he said you were the guy that used to work out with Benny. With Benny, right. Wow. Right, shout out to about Benjamin. Um, so I see him, and I'm like, you know, it's great to see you. And here I come in, and I told, I think I told CV this b- uh, before. I'm, like, complaining that, like, I was a little tired. I'm talking about, you know, like, oh, baby's nine months now, like, blah, blah, blah. Super nice guy. He literally looks at me, and he was like... You know, my wife and I, we just lost our four-month-old daughter. Oh, Jesus. So, like, I didn't even know what to say. I was just so taken back. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like an idiot. I'm so sorry. You know, what what happened? He's like, I don't know. We're still trying to figure it out. But it was perspective number one for me, right? So I had plans to go way in. Now, this is on my on my mind. And as I'm walking over to go way in, I see this dude, like, dripping in sweat. And I'm like, that is what I'm talking about. Like, that's my guy right there. Love a good drip. Right. And I look down, and he's got one arm. Oh, yes, you were saying. Right? So, and I I saw him a couple weeks back, and I had told you about him. But then I see him again, and I'm like, wow, like, this is just another perspective. So then I text my wife. I'm like, please don't let me complain about anything in my life because, you know, I just ran into these two guys, and they really put things into perspective for me. But I think that God is setting me up for a terrible way in. That's That's what I was thinking, you know? Um, so now, you know, with, with the serious stuff aside, uh, but you see, I felt, I felt pretty stupid, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's all perspective, but if you're in the moment and you're trying to hit a goal, yeah, it's probably not that important in the grand scheme of things, but in the moment it is. Right. So, but like I, the dude with the daughter, like I just felt, yeah, that, st- you know what I mean? That was so, I just felt terrible. 
Then I get on the scale. Now I'm shaking, though. You know, I don't know what happens, but those are the real booms, man. My heart just goes crazy when I'm holding the sensors, and you can't, you know, keep it close to your body, so you got to keep it out, and I'm, like, shaking a little bit. Well, there's no feedback before then, yeah. and you're putting in one to two weeks of hard effort, and, and then you're like, I have no idea. And that robotic voice, I don't like it. Oh, there's no voice on mine. Oh, really? I just got the smooth sounds of Manny and Mike in the oh, background. Oh, man, so it's terrible. So I, I the, the week before, I had weighed in at 10.6, right? That was my body fat yes. percentage. I weighed in, and I saw a nine. When I looked down, I saw a nine, and then I saw a point six. Wow. So I felt so – I felt uh, – thank you, thank you. I felt accomplished. Yes, right? I you definitely should. did. Um, my weight really hasn't moved. It's 227, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I didn't lose really anything. Muscle went up, though, pretty nice to 120.8. Wow. Um, so I'm excited for the next two weeks. It was great for me to reach the goal. And I know we'll talk about some stuff today, but CV, you know, started to ask like, well, when is enough enough? Yeah, which is a good question, you know, Uh, but we'll we'll get into that. And it it was a great feeling, but I still need to now sustain that for the next two weeks. Yeah, you got there early. It's like getting wait for a fight and you still have a week or two to go. Correct. Um, But so how that's that's me. How are you? So I, I, first I'll retract a statement I made. I was saying that it was harder to go from where I was to where I am now. And I think that that talk has caught up to me because I did a recent <laughs> weigh-in and I'm like, maybe it's not as easy as I thought. So I had a, a phenomenal week. I thought I was going in, I was going to have a, at least a 13 in there. I weighed in at 14.2 the week before. So I think I got a little lackadaisical. I had a week where I put on a couple listings. Friday, I put up one of the bigger listings, um, and I kind of like rushed there. But I didn't. I usually fast and not eat or drink water mm-hmm. and not work out before I weigh in. That's huge. On Fridays. That's huge. Did you? Eat so I worked like- out like an animal just to get some stress out because it was a stressful yep, week. Yep. And I drank more water than I probably ever drinking. Oh. Drunken. Drank. 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 Yeah. Uh, more than I ever drank. And I took pre-workout, and I had a coffee. The blue stuff. The blue stuff. So I was like, could it really change that much? I get on this scale. I wanted to punch Manny in the face <laughs> because he's like, no, dude, that's got to be right. I weighed in at 15.2%. It so went, up, went up a full percent. So I went to him. I'm like, dude, this can't be right. But he's like, what would you do this morning? I was like, well, I drank water. I ate. I worked out. He's like, you can't do any yeah, of that. Yeah, you can't do that. Right? So I was like, all right, let me like come back later today and- Maybe I get back to where I was. So at least my I was devastated. Your, Almost wanted your, to cry. Your text message was pretty funny though. Wanted to cry. <laughs> yeah. What did I say? No, he said. Um, I was like, "There's no way this." Yeah, is he was right. like, "There's no way this is wrong." I told him it was broken. I'm coming back this afternoon. Hope it's fixed. <laughs> yeah, and he and <laughs> man, he was like, "Yeah, we're open till eight. Like I don't know if I'm gonna be here." It's seven fifty nine. I worked a full like, day. Yeah. I didn't eat one thing. I didn't drink one sip of water, and I just peed constantly throughout the day Smart. to see if I got myself back. And my weight was 210 in the morning. When I reweighed in, it was 201. Wow. So nine pounds of water? Is that even possible? It is It is possible throughout the day. Throughout the day, you didn't drink anything? Didn't drink one That's thing. That's a lot. I mean, it, that is And that I is just kept but, peeing. But I was if, like... Yeah, so that, then if you really did overload your body and you were bloated when you got on the scale, and then throughout the course of a 12-hour day... Um, yeah, because you know, I reweighed in at like four, I think. Yeah, so I mean that's that is a long day and not eating or drinking anything. I mean I would give, I would have guessed five pounds, but maybe I mean maybe. It's- so anyway, I was came back at fourteen point two, so it didn't okay. move at all. But I'm suspect. I think I'm in the thirteens, yep. but I don't have confirmation of it. So I was devastated. Then I went and we had uh, a little meal Friday. 
Didn't do well there. Ate like an animal. Saturday had family in town. Ate like an animal. So I had a pretty bad weekend Uh-oh. leading into this week. You're making me nervous now. So I, you know what I did? I was like, let me take a little visual check. Let me get a little confidence back. And I was pleasantly surprised what I saw in the mirror. And I'm okay. like, all right, I'm not that far off. I still got to give it my best effort. I'm still 100% committed to it. But the the weigh-in was probably worst case scenario I could have had. And I think it's because I got lackadaisical and I didn't do my typical routine. Makes sense. I would just say, because it's something that I am very conscious of, Yeah, I make sure that I weigh in almost the exact same time. And I have the same outfit on, like I have the same amount of water in my body, which I, I drink usually one bottle instead of the two in the morning, mm. just because I do need something. I feel dehydrated when yeah. I wake up. Uh, what yeah, I overthought is that my thought process, which it is what it is, was I have a long day of showings and I need to fuel up because there's no way I can maintain the level of output I've been doing without right. some good like, you know, a yep. full meal, some hydration, this and that. But I, you know, I didn't take it into account. I should probably just wait in Saturday. But I was getting selfish, and I was like, I don't want to have to diet Friday night. So I, I got lazy. I was gonna hold this from you guys. I texted you guys to ask. So you guys want to know about this, what? or do you want to wait till the podcast about the updates? And oh, like, I want to know. You were like, I, I can't wait know. that long. I, was, I can't wait. So we did it. Um, and then to, um, you know, to to celebrate my win a little bit. What I did because I do think it's important to celebrate, you know, a win, and then be able to just move forward. Um, we booked that vacation that we were talking about. Nice. Right? So that was something that we were looking at for a while, and we had said, you know, when when I reach it, we'll book the vacation. And it was just something additional that I added to look forward to. So now we're booked up for August. Nice. We're going to uh, Puerto Rico. So are you trying to maintain it until August so you can have the body listen, on the trip? It listen. would be great to do a trip right during so Ooh, then you can document That it. would have been great if I could just in two weeks just go to Puerto Rico. In the past, I don't think I've ever had a beach-ready body for summer. I usually do it in reverse, and right. I have a beach-ready body in like the winter, Yes, and then I don't get to share it with anyone. Well, I plan on being in great shape. Because I want to, I told you, backwards hat, tactical baby gear, walking down the yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah, You know. Cali I have the visual. I, yeah, you got the visual yet? Yeah, or I what? got the visual. <laughs> I might, uh, something you said resonated with me. You said getting in the best shape of your life. So I think even if I fail, I'll still have some confidence and continue with the, the challenge, mm-hmm. knowing that I can confidently say I'm in the best shape of my life. Yes. And so that's, that's solid. Good. And you, you've... You've been so strong, man. Anyway, I know. I just, I just hate not getting something. Yeah, and but then it's not, it's not over like yet. Con- consolation prize. No, nothing gets me more mad. It's not over. Someone's yet. like, you did good. But, but again, that was like your brother saying to me when yes, I was ten exactly. six. Like, you yeah. know, technically you did it, and I get what you're saying. Yeah. But again, I don't view that if you if you continue the journey and you eventually get down to ten. Yeah, you fa- okay. The timeline you failed, right? The question is, y- can I? Because I took it for granted, and I think it's harder than I think. I think three percent is a big three percent. Yeah. It is. I mean, it was tough for me. It's not yeah, like I. That's I, why I'm like, it's not like I went like I did this quickly. This took like what, well, that's three why full I started months. thinking about. It. I'm like, Dave eats perfectly usually. Only Monday through works Friday. Works out like an animal, and it took him that long to get mm. there. So, am I crazy for thinking that I could try to sneak it in with like a crash diet? I don't know. Listen, there's still a big fast on the way yes. before the, the oh, final. Yeah. Like the strategy was, if I was on pace to keep the strategy. If not, need to do a dramatic like two day fast going into the last weigh in. That would be hey, look, and if you do it, you do it. Then the next day, what you if weigh I screw it up? And I'm like twenty percent again. <laughs> Imagine you just go back up. So, um, so CV and one, I, I love having him on the on the ones and twos and the mic. I hate on YouTube when we're just both looking over here and it's just a visual of us and we're talking to CV. So I think we need to put a camera on my boy. 
Soon. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking the same thing. This is what I'm thinking I'm going to do. But you guys are going to have to do some off-camera magic. I'm going to put a um, an avatar in yeah, between I, both I of like you. I like that. So instead of looking at me over here, just look towards the middle. Pretend you're looking at something. Or and like someone be, famous, uh, you know. like in the center of us talking. Yeah, it makes it tough. But So CV, I, I want to apologize to CV. For last episode, I think I... Um, my intention is always good. Same with you, with CV as well. You guys are, you know, not not only partners, but we're great friends, right? So I talk to my friends in a certain way that I believe fits their personality. If you guys were soft like Gumby, then well, I is wouldn't. It safe be- to say that if you're a friend of David's, he <laughs> will just talk to you as direct as they come. But do you not want me to be direct with I, you? I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I've been on the other side of it where I've seen <laughs> it from like the back end, and I'm like, Oof, like Oof. that is a rough. Okay. I'm used to it, but a lot of people aren't used Karina to it. Karina hates it. She hates it. She's I like, could see how, because if you're not, if you don't know how you are, you could take it really the wrong way. Yes. And I also know CV's, um, you know, his mindset and his work ethic and the way that he really does want to do something. So that's why I was speaking to him in that way. I don't want people or even you know you guys to think that that's just how I t- approach everybody because it's not. It's not even close. You have to you have to understand and like CV you had mentioned you you have to know your audience right and who you're talking to because at work if I just did this yeah. I I'd be terrible. Well, you you guys kind of have a brother brotherly relationship too where like you rag on each other enough, yeah, which is, yeah. I think is one of the more productive ways right. to be with people because... If you're trying to get stuff done. Yes. Right. So, CV, I just wanted to preface with that. I love you. I think you, you took the uh, you took the harsh criticism and the the realness of what was said, and I think you knew the intention behind it. The love is mutual. Thank you. Um, I, I will say this. Uh, I don't think it's anyone's favorite moment, right, to, to get that harsh criticism but I think at times it's definitely needed. And I think in that moment, um, I think, yeah, that's right. Pretend. Yeah, I'm pretend. looking at you. I think in that moment, uh, it was almost begging to happen, you know? And, um, you know, it, it was an uncomfortable moment, but we always talk about being uncomfortable, right? We're getting comfortable in that uncomfortable space. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it, was, it was that moment of, and, cause, and I thought about it after. Actually, I thought about the whole day. And not in a bad way. We had a whole conversation about this yesterday or the other day. And, um, you know, it was, I know that his, not that you're going to receive that kind of talk from anybody, um, but when you know that, that it's coming from a good place, from somebody that cares, somebody that wants you to do better, you do. You will eventually, at some point, um, look at it differently and understand what's tr- truly coming out. Um, what ended up, so here's the update, what ended up coming out of that that recording that day that conversation was that you know it 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 stuck with me all day and all day and i was mad i got mad and not mad at david or mad at even what was being said just mad at that that's what i needed to i think to spark that that flame um and you know under under your rear and for me and this is not for everybody and i don't know and we that's another conversation that can be touched on because it's not for everybody uh for me I needed, I think, to be embarrassed in that moment, not so much because of what he was saying, because I think what he was saying was 100% accurate, and that's why I even acknowledged it on the moment, but I felt the need to be embarrassed or humiliated in that moment to, to spark that, that inner fire, 
because I think that's what was missing. Everything you got that that was being said was spot on. It was hundred percent. I knew the answer. You knew the answer. Everybody knows the answer. It's simple. It is really simple. What happens from from not wanting to do something to wanting to do something? Something has to click, and everyone's going to be different. And I don't even know for me what it is. Sometimes I'll talk doo doo to myself, and it won't be as effective as maybe somebody else talking doo doo to me. Right, and that moment that's he hit me with that. It, it, I expected it because I know what to expect from from my friend David Regina. I know T three the Terminator is back, and this I know how bad. he does. I feel bad. And, no, no, no. But it's uh, you know, and, and I feel terrible. I think what's important here is no, and this is what you do do very well is knowing who you talk to. I don't think you're you're gonna say that to anybody. I think because we do have a close relationship and we do talk about this a lot, you do know how my inner workings kind of go mm-hmm. so in that you know i'm you know maybe he did take a gamble because you're absolutely right mike he could have it could have cut me you know sideways and i don't know this would have been all in shambles um but i think he's a pretty good judge of character and i think he understood that and it, it was almost like that challenge and i know about myself and i think he knows it too um when i get upset my default my default in my headspace when i get upset is to to grind to work um it happens in my personal life. If I have a fight with my wife or whatever, my immediate instinct is let me go to the closet and start. Like That's the best way to get me to clean or get me to organize the closet because <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be upset. And and the only other way to when I was younger, it would be to go play sports, get into a fight, do whatever boys do. And in my older age, let me go clean and I'll go clean. <laughs> and I'm cleaning and I'm busting myself cleaning and, and working hard. And... um. And that's what it needed. It needed me to get mad. He got that out of me. And no different than in sports, because this is this has been happening in sports forever. That's how your leaders, that's how your coaches, they inspire you, they motivate you, they get you going. They they they, they put that flame underneath you. Am I recommending that the T three goes to everyone's house and do that? And it may not be for everybody. Luckily for me, he knows me pretty well. He knew how to get to me. He did it. And the positive out of this whole thing is, you know, it got me going. The very next morning, I got myself into that uncomfortable space. And I'm not going to tell you I'm happy, thriving, getting up early, doing this early. Uncom- no, it's uncomfortable, but I'm doing it. What uh, What did you do? Steps? What, what was? Yeah, that? no, no. I got up. I went to work early. Got Yo, on the treadmill. Beat me. So I actually worked out that day at the gym. Then I went to work to shower. And I still get there before everybody when I shower. He took your shower? He was in. No, <laughs> so I, I hear like doom, doom, doom on the treadmill. I'm like, nah, this can't be CV. Like in my head, I didn't. I was like, no, nah, this can't be him. I look in. I'm like, wow, that is CV. <laughs> on top you, of it, texted I had sent him a podcast to listen to. And I see him like this. And while he's like, and when he walks, he doesn't With just walk. Like he trucks. Like yeah. my man is focused. Wait, you don't have headphones? He 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 does, You're but, the I AV think, guy. but I think that's <laughs> part. That's I think hilarious. <laughs> but part of the struggle was that that I I thought I I wanted that to shows the, commitment. The, 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 the the put myself in a position to succeed, but of course you know Murphy's law came about, yep. smacked me in the throat. I was forgetting things left and right. My bag today, uh, almost a week later, is a lot more perfected than on day one. Yep. I had no headphones. Yep. I had forgotten a sweatshirt. It was a disaster. Thank God I had sneakers at, at the job, so I was able to put those sneakers on. Ultimately, what matters is that I got on. I did it right. So, yeah, but what a good um, tremendous. What what a good thing to see. You know that he he did it the very next day. Yeah. Cause, and it wasn't just like a Monday or something. It was like a random. It was a random. Th- it was like a Thursday. It was, yeah, yeah. It was Thursday. right. And, and I, at the end of the day, too, I think it really doesn't matter what gets you started. Yeah. Like, 
there's no right way to get started. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever works, works. Yep. But I just think, you know, the, what he was doing before in terms of him making conscious decisions in the kitchen, great. But if you're really trying to lose 50 pounds in a year, you, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, just walk. You know, so just, right, just add that extra step to it, literally. Um, and it was awesome to see. So it seems like he um, he found that fire. Now it's it's for all of us. Like every day when we don't want to wake up and do it, we just continue to do it. That actually motivated me, CV, because I heard you were putting in the work. And I was like, I can't slow up, you know. Even if I don't hit it, I can't slow up. You gotta mm-hmm. go. You gotta accelerate yep. through. Yeah, no, you gotta. Just gotta keep swinging. Yeah, but that was uh, love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so wait, I do have a recommendation for the people. Yes. I'm gonna get my recommendation in headphones. Guys, <laughs> get out there. Go get yourself a T3 David Regina Terminator. <laughs> you need. Oh, a, I was like, you need a T3? flame. I didn't what catch up that? on that. What That's from Terminator. Terminator. Yeah, he was I a T2. Seen, I haven't seen that. I know. I'll I'll put a reference on the is show. That a movie. So, you know, Your CV3. Is it a CV3? I like that. CV3, the Terminator. That's good. Nah, he's a T3 right there. Um, all right, beautiful. Yeah. Let's go um, a little a little work talk real quick. Okay. I need you to coach me, man. I um, Coach you? Yeah, just help, help me here. I've been, a li- I, I've been in, a, in a tough season. You know, we spoke about that mentally. It's been a tough time with work, whatever. I put something in my head, you know, at the beginning of the year and was like, you know, I'm getting a new job opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it was one of the goals, right? So I've been really forcing that. Um, and I, it almost occurred to me that this is part of the problem with people, us as general, right? We like to put things out there and then we don't take action on the things that we say. Mm-hmm. So like what I started doing was like reaching out and taking interviews, right? Cause I'm like, well, if I want another job opportunity, what am I, how, how is not just going to fall on my lap? Like I got to be willing to do things that I, to put me in that space. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've been interviewing and it's been a crazy process no new opportunity yet but it seems like there's some some things in in the in the works there's two specific um jobs that i'm looking at one where i'm currently at which would be a best case scenario and then you know another one um which is still in the same county uh but just different than where i'm at so i'm asking for coaching advice on dealing with all of these well before we dive into it are you more encouraged by the interviews or are you discouraged by the interviews you know what so i like i like the interview process but what i wasn't aware of is how political this stuff gets Mm -hmm. so the the amount people might be like well why are you interviewing so much and really what it is is you know when you get to that commissioner level what happens is there's so many other boards and commissions that have a say in what you do Right. So it could be the police commission that I was interviewing with. It could be, um, you know, Department of Public Works, their advisory board, um, the housing authority advisory board. So there's like so many different components that play into this political position. So those are the interviews that I'm taking. It's a little overwhelming because what I had to do was now understand their mission and how I can you know, come in and assist them. Uh, so it's been it's been a lot, you know, but um, on top of everything else that's going on, you know, with the baby, regular life, blah, blah, blah. I, I've never been, I think, my wheels are just spinning, spinning. Mm. So I had to really settle down and just, you know, take one one at a time, one at a time, one at a time, which is all stuff we talk about. But I feel like I, I created this, you know? So that's, yeah. that's what yeah. I battle is like, you created this, you wanted this, and now you're going to bitch and moan about it? Well, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. You're able to vent about things, though. Yeah, I guess, and that, that's really what it is—just like uh, just a, a vent session. Uh, but so to answer your question, you know, what was the wait? What was the original question? <laughs> you kind of answered it. So I did, uh, right. Right. the uh, so with these opportunities, like, talk me through it. Have you been talking to like Karina and be like, listen, if this role comes to fruition, this is how it's going to look. What do you think? Like, what's your process of figuring out 
Yeah. So there was a there was a big job that was available that was in our same municipality that she actually turned me away from. Mm. Looking back, I think it was a good move. Um, just because the trajectory of my career, the step that I'm looking to get would be above assistant commissioner, um, you know, but not at that commissioner level. Uh, so it'd be one below that, which would be, would be great. And I didn't want to cause conflict either. Mm. You know, I don't want to step on people's toes. I don't want to come in young, all fired up. You ready? I have a devil's advocate. So I've never been one to step on people's toes, Mm -hmm. um, to an extent, right? No, <laughs> I'm not that. That's you. No, but I've always been hesitant not to ruffle fle- feathers. But I think if you're acting within your lane and within your own confidence, mm-hmm. it's life. It's competition. So, like, at some level, you have to get more aggressive or you're going to not take opportunities because you're too worried about what other people are going to think. Right. Right? Like, I came kind of to a, uh epiphany about that recently where I was kind of like tiptoeing through things. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I know is right, and it, the chips will fall as they fall. And if someone doesn't like it, they can come after me, and you know that's why I was talking to attorneys and things mm-hmm. to prepare for something like that. Because the reality is, if you're good at your position or whatever you're going to do, and not saying that I'm there, but I hope to be there in the future, people are going to come after you. Yep. So it's like no matter what you do, people are going to be pissed off. Mm-hmm. So do what you want. That's yep. my thought. Within ethics and reason. Yeah, no, but of course. But in the past, I've been a little tentative with things, whereas now I'm like, I'm going for it. Right. No, I mean, and you know that's my But you're, you're initial... in a different world. Yes. You're in a political world, yeah. which it's a little more dicey. For sure. It, it's definitely dicey. But what I did was, you know, I did ruffle the feathers because I basically told, you know, the um, the people that I work with, like, look, we need to find ways to make moves or else I need to leave. Yeah. And it ruffled feathers because they're like, well, we don't know what we could do. Like, we can't move as fast. Yeah, but they got to figure it out. Well, right? I guess, but you put a lot of pressure on people, you know. So I, I did that, but I think I think she was right um, in terms of not going for this one specific job uh, just because the – Oh, and I'm not saying, like, ignore Karina and ruffle her feathers. I'm saying oh, no, no, the public. Don't worry. I do, yeah, I do yeah. that anyway. Yeah, let me I ruffle, specify. I ruffle her feathers. Like, I would never do something without Dana's consent 100%. Yes, of course. Of course, um, so I don't know, man. It's been, it's definitely been a tough time. So where's the coaching needed? Um, yeah, that's that's really. I guess I just need you to be in here. Just ear, talk to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just just listen to me. I, my biggest advice for anyone and myself that I've been trying to listen to is like, you want something, go after it. You might upset a couple people along the way, but as lo- if you take a shot, you could always apologize yep. and figure out how to correct that mistake. As long as it's nothing unethical mm-hmm. and uh, you know uncharacteristic of yourself. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, well, well said. Um, I have more updates on that on that house opportunity. I would love to hear you that. You want to hear about that? Yeah, because that's kind of the industry anyway. So yeah, exactly. It'll bleed so it's, over. It's like a little real estate talk. A little combo. No so snooze mo- real estate talk. So the multifamily in um, in Greenwich, which you happen to know well. Nice, I know the place. Nice area, right? Um, I lost it. I lost the house, right? That was the last update. Okay, yes, right? yes. Then I get a call, and she's like, you know, David, I really want to- re-offer you this house you know make me an offer that's that's you know that we can move forward with so immediately what do i do i call mike pirelli and i'm like mike look this is the scenario that's that's going on and he's like what did, i forget what i said i said listen keep her on the hook i'll i what did i look it up yeah you were like let me do some research let me like do some back end stuff i'll get back to you I'll, I'll pull the you know the records blah blah and the biggest advice i can give people is like go see it 
because yeah. you could look at all the numbers, and then when you go to the property, there's things like ceiling heights mm-hmm. that don't translate in pictures that make a big difference. I don't know if a place is a thousand square feet, but the ceiling height is like six right. or seven, whatever seven versus a thousand square feet and the ceiling height's 11, mm-hmm. it lives like it's 1500 versus, so the rental changes. So anyway, I, I called the agent. I'm like, hey, I'm going to preview it just for a couple clients, which is true. I was yep. kind of looking for myself, yep. looking for you, mm-hmm. and anyone else it might work for. Because if it didn't work for you, there's someone I might be able to sell yep, it to. of course. So I go, very nice. She was scamming me through the property. Um, you know, I was kind of blown away at the how nice it looked and the scale of it. Like each unit, I think they were listed as like two bedrooms. Or, are they listed at three Threes. bedrooms? Yeah, I think three bedrooms. Well, they were like set. Oh up. no, maybe twos. You're the right. one was set up as like a two, but With it's an clearly office, a, three but it's a three bedroom, yeah. like legit a three. Mm-hmm. And it was in good condition. It was clean, loft, lofty. The ceiling height was nice. It was in a good location, good yard, flat parking, like everything that I was trying to poke holes in for him. Because I'm very, whenever I look on behalf of friends, I get a little more critical because I'm like, you know, I'm their eyes and ears. He hasn't been in it, or he's been in it, but he wants my professional opinion. And everything that I saw was good. I was like, this is, and I looked at the rents and I'm like, there's no way these rents make sense. Mm -hmm. Tentatively, you could, you know, increase them by 50%, I think we said. So I saw it as like a short-term great play, long-term, it checks off a lot of boxes. So basically told him, I'm like, listen, if you're serious about it and you can afford it, I would go for it. Um, And this brings me back to the reason of why I want to focus my efforts because that decision I was so confident in because I know the market. I've lived there forever. I operate there day to day. That the speed at which I can provide a better service Mm -hmm. is so much faster in my area of expertise versus if I extend myself, that conversation becomes like two, three days. Because I got to keep looking through things. I got to keep rehashing things versus I know the area, you know, West Chester people are going to keep moving in, this and that, and then able to give you an opinion pretty quickly. Right. No, so your advice was was great, and I immediately called her. I made her an offer. Yet to be seen. We'll see after you rent it. Well, well, no, no, there's updates. So I call her. We have an accepted offer. Yeah. Right? So I saw you on Friday night, right? And I told you it was great. Um, We were, you know, ready to move forward. We then pull, um, you know, we get the, the mortgage approval, send the documents over, attorney gets involved, all is all is smooth. Saturday morning, she calls and she's like, hey, you know, I just need to be very transparent with you because there is still three other showings that need to get done. So I'm like, damn, you know, like, okay, but I, you know, I guess we'll just put it in the air and if it's meant to be, it will be. Saturday afternoon, all good. She calls me like, you know, still ready to move forward on Monday. You are you prepared to sign contracts? I said, you know what? I will even give up inspection at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's just let's just get it get it done. She's like, great. I get a call Sunday, and she's like, the worst case scenario just happened. Cash, all cash. An investor that doesn't live in the area, well above my offer and her original anticipated price mm-hmm. um no bank involved you know ready to move in like 15 days um just looking to you know branch out into greenwich and willing to keep the tenants in place which that's was big good. that's what she wanted she yeah. and that's why she wanted me because she knew that i had the best interests of the tenants yes mm-hmm. you know over time of course you want to raise rents blah, blah blah but for the time being you know i was willing to keep her tenants who she's very close to in place 
So this guy came in, and we ended up losing the deal. Here's my question. So you achieved the goal of keeping one of the tenants in place as important, Correct. right? Correct, yep. Is there a way to get the owner to make sure that they have an agreement of like three years? So what's funny is then I then I do some backdoor research as soon as I hear this. I'm like, you know, this sounds great, but I need to know if there's anything that could be binding for these tenants. Yeah. And come to find out there's nothing. There's nothing in the state of Connecticut legally binding that could be a document. So this guy, whoever it is, or female, you well, know, investor can just come in. If and you have a the lease tenant. though, you could Yes. Well they would honor they would absolutely honor the lease. The you just have lease. to renew the lease. Right, correct, which is not not gonna happen. Um, um which which might be something to her. Yeah. You know? I, so I can tell you for a fact, the market's insane. Yes, and that's what it showed me. It's it, it like, definitely showed me. I, when I saw it, I was like, "There's n- if he gets this for this price, it's yep. crazy. Because yeah. it's like there's things that are head and shoulders worse. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't even know if that's the term worse, that have been going for more. Mm-hmm. So it was, But it, it all happens for a reason. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, but it was tough, a tough pill to swallow. The real estate world, as far as like the deals, mm-hmm. just from one evening to one morning, you could have – a bunch in contract and ready to go. Yep. And then the next morning it's all gone. So like you cannot until it closes. Correct. And even when it closes, you gotta <laughs> yeah. be hesitant when you get right. that check. You cannot yeah. count it. You can't get excited. Mm-hmm. All you have to do, like you say all the time, is focus on the next task. Yes. You get an accepted offer, great. Don't pat yourself on the back. What's the next thing you right. gotta do? And that's exact that's exactly what I, I knew I've been I've been here. So I know even on the the first investment that we made, we lost a ton of deals before mm-hmm. we found that one, yeah. and it wasn't even in a comparable market to what it is now. Yeah. Um, so some, somebody will always have more money than you. Somebody yep. will always be able to offer you know something more enticing. And no matter how good-hearted people are, it becomes a point comes a point that they have to make a decision that's best for them and their family. Exactly. And you then know? if you have an agent involved, those agents savages as as your <laughs> as your real estate consultant, right? If someone offers you, yep. say, 80000 more, right, mm-hmm. and you ask me, like, what do you think? I'm going to be like, it's worth the risk. How much? 80000 is a lot of money. Right. You know, that is significant. Mm-hmm. So at some level, even if it might not be the safest play, they got to take it. It doesn't risk. make sense. Right. So. Uh, so, yeah, no, I just wanted to be fully transparent. That was just a fun, I mean, looking back, not fun, but fun thing to talk through from start to finish moves very quickly it's been like three four weeks now and it could still come to fruition there are uh, basically the the saying is like easy come easy go so Mm -hmm. someone comes in late all cash there's no skin in the game for them correct right so they right before the contract is going to be signed they could back out yeah you know you also have a play where you're like what's their number right and then if i give you this and you know they're if you really want it, I'm not saying force it, but you could force their hand. Well, she was very she was very transparent with me. Yeah, the number was a large number that I was not. In How a much position. more? Don't say it online. Yeah, it was. Say, um, give me a number in addition. Yeah, about so eighty. Do the math. About eighty. Oh, so it was. Yeah, it was pretty close. Right. You know, I might. So there might be. So the other thing is, those cash people throw yeah. a bunch of offers. Yeah, just to, that. What, I so agree, maybe, but I know that the way you saw it, oh, and you, you know knew. Who it is? I know who it is. You know who bought it? I'll tell you off off air, but I, I've been heard of. I've heard of some. Should we go knock on the door? No, no, no. I, it's there's a couple <laughs> I know of. Um, no, it's just the market's hot. Yeah, so. it is. It is. Um, CV, you did you? Um, I forget what you asked me yesterday. You you started talking about something when I said that. So were you devastated when? No, absolutely not. Yeah, no. Because it was this like is a, yeah. It, it, it kind of fell in my lap, right? So I was grateful to have even a shot at it. Then it. Then I lost it. Then it refell in my lap. So I'm like, oh, cool. 
I felt bad for my brother and sister because this was this would have been a play at thirty three, you know, thirty three and a third across the board for mm-hmm. us um, as an investment to then hopefully you know keeping the family. Yeah. Um, so you, they got it really excited about it. Yeah. But I know, I knew that until you close and hand over those keys, I've seen too much that goes on. Absolutely. And you, I'm now they'll be prepared if something else yes, comes. Correct. That you guys are all organized right. and know the deal. Right. So, oh, nice. So I do remember um, what I asked you yesterday. Yep. And it was, you know, what what did you learn about this specific experience about, you know, with the going through the house thing? What was the the biggest thing you got out of it? Um, about just what not closing closing a deal like about that getting, and how quickly. I don't know about kind of the slipping and falling. Yeah. And- oh, so I know immediately what what what's wild about looking back at this this lady was so nice to give me an opportunity before it hit the damn market and that's where i went wrong right so if you know one i should have made that call to mike extremely early in the game where i sent you know you over to the place to actually look at it like you did for myself and other clients um because if you if i would have known your answer the way that i knew your answer after my offer wouldn't have been what it was i would have come in right away matched what she wanted and figured it out later because I knew that it wouldn't hit the market. So it's hard to look back and say that because yeah. if they had that conversation with an agent already, the agent's not going to let them accept an off market. And if you came in fast and hard right off the mm-hmm. bat, they'd have been like, "We're underpriced." Yeah. So um, e- I think I, in I any guess, scenario, I guess you probably would have yes. ended up where you are. But so what the I, question is, what I did if, learn, this hap- if this happened again, yep. how would you do it different? I would. Right. Gi- I would give it my. I would give it my best shot on this opportunity. You know, you would have had to do. What you'd had to do the old play where you'd be like, "Listen, I'll give you seven fifty, but I need to know by end of day and contract signed." Right, but well, that's, that's, that's the, the only. That's the Mike Pirelli. It's still no, it's not me, <laughs> but it's the only way yeah. that you flip the urgency yep. because then they feel like I don't want to lose it. Yeah, the conversation um, becomes we don't want to lose it. Yep. So, but that's hard in this market because it's not a. And that would have been a great play, but what I didn't want to do was put any any added pressure because she was yeah, already yeah. she was being You're, great great to us. I think you navigated it perfectly. You know, um, but. To CV's point, I think, um, you know, the realization of knowing that, you know, yes, people have great intentions, but you can never get too excited about something from the jump. Because if I, and I saw this with you when you were buying a house, right? Like, I remember how upset he was getting, you know, how upset he was getting when you were losing deals. Mm -hmm. I know the real estate market game, right? And I'm not the expert in the field, clearly, but. I know that you know I can put a whole bunch of offers in and none of them can be accepted. And then when they do get accepted, it's not like my finances are, you know, no problem, right? If I had all cash to play with, now I'm a lot stronger. But the reality is I'm like everybody else. Yeah, you know, we have some investments, we have some money saved up, so we're able to put down a down payment, but it's not I still need a mortgage. Yeah, yeah. Right? So knowing that and knowing that I can't control those other factors is I really just received confirmation. You know, I don't think I learned anything new. Um, it, it was just more about like confirming what kind of I had already believed. Yeah, but I, I'm happy that your uh, eyes are opening to the Greenwich investment. Yeah, for sure. Right. Well, at that at that price point, I think it you know definitely made sense, and to see where that could have been long term would have been awesome. Yeah. So um, so as far as I'll lean this right into up work updates. So. As you're mentioning, we brought some new listings on. There's tons of activity. Part of the hardest thing about this market is keeping the deals together and navigating through the multiple offers. Everyone thinks like it's almost easier to do a deal when there's one offer because mm-hmm. you have one moving target versus you have four offers on a deal. They're all close, 
one's a little better in price, but the other is a little stronger in terms. You know, one guy's a little more flaky, but he's higher. So you have to like keep one deal together and then keep the others warm because you don't know if that person's going to leave. Yep. If that person's leave, the second offer may refocus to another property. So then you got to go to the third guy. So you're like, instead of negotiating one deal, you're negotiating four or three to close one, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Then there's the possibility you get to this process and all of them go away, and then you start from zero. And then you have to regain all of the urgency again. So there's a lot of people like, oh, you must be making a, a fortune, this and that. And I'm like, people are doing well, absolutely. But this, I would say, is one of the harder markets because of the muddy water of deals. Mm-hmm. You're not just negotiating yep. one-on-one, you're negotiating three-on-one. Makes and sense. everyone's calling you and you're you're trying to keep everyone warm. So that, that's been a difficult part of this market. And then if you're on the buyer side, it's just low inventory. So there's a real, what I do with a lot of clients now is like, I'm to be realistic, like we're not all cash. So whatever offer we put in, even if you play all of your cards right, we might not get it still mm-hmm. because some of, yeah. You could have finished your sentence, but is, is that greed? Is it greed that's that's making this market so volatile? No, I think it's supply and demand. It's it's yeah. as old as day. Like it's there's a certain amount of houses and there's a uh, a huge supply of people that want to buy these houses and there's sellers who it's one of their best times ever to make their whatever right. they want so to sell. It's greed. They're trying to make no, the top you can't, dollar. You can't just say it's greed. Yeah, how is it greed, ZV, if you if, wanted to sell your house you, right now? <laughs> so, so let me ask if, you this. If let you're selling this. your house One for exponentially more than it, what it's really worth, it's not. That's, that's not true, greed. though, because we don't know what the value of the house is. The value of a house is what someone will pay for it, right? So let me ask you this. Let me let me do the reverse for you. If you're buying a house, would you pay 30000 over what you offered? Would you, if you're buying a house and you have a, a deal, would you pay an additional thirty thousand more? Of course, I did. It's because of because of that of that demand. But but again, that's you but, know. But if I'm, if we're doing the right thing as people, excuse me, sorry, I did it the wrong way. So if you're buying a house, I did it backwards, <laughs> and you have an accepted offer of five hundred thousand, would you say I would love to sell it for thirty thousand less, or buy it for thirty thousand less? If I'm selling the house, if you're buying a house buying and a you house, have a deal for five hundred, for five, and someone sells, says you can buy it for four seventy, would you take it? Of course, that's not that's the same thing. It's, no, not, it's not the same thing. When it's you're just selling financially, when you're sell, that's it's price gouging. When when there's <laughs> a when when hey, it's, it is what it is. When uh, um, a tropical storm hits and there's no gas, and the gas is normally two dollars and fifty cents, and now there's a higher demand because there's no there's less gas stations selling gas. That's, I'm, I'm going to give you capitalism. a 20 dollars. No, no, no. That's price gouging. That's no, illegal too. You, you, CV, you get, so this is a little bit extreme because it's not yeah, that's what it is. Different. But I mean, the houses, the way they're selling, the way I remember putting an offer sixty thousand dollars over that I lost. Yeah. But you're not. That's the, not even that it would. It probably wouldn't have made an inspection. Uh, not an inspection. What's appraisal. It appraisal. But it could have you know. because we don't know what the market's going to be after this. I'm not saying the numbers aren't crazy. I'm not saying that. But it's a game. And that's what I'm trying to get to. It's Capitalism's a game. Well, it's a game. A game. Money's a game. Yeah. Like money's not absolutely right. Like you yeah. go to Games a job. Games are played fairly, and sometimes they're yeah, played unfair. And that's but where, the, but that's where you're but off. life's unfair yeah. because you can't get sensitive because if, your personality. It you life's know? unfair because and he like, gets very attached to things. Which, which uh, it's I it's tell, not a bad thing, but no, you're, you're going to get your heart broke. It's emotional yeah. process, no matter what. Even right. as much as I say, like 
You know, I try to keep be unemotional. You you feel for people who lose out on deals because you see them every day. You see them with their kids. You know, they fall in love with houses. The deals don't work out. So there's a hundred percent that element. But at the end of the day, we're in a capitalistic society. And if there's 10 people want to buy one house, correct, that price is going to reflect that, unfortunately. Yep. So it's like you can either buy something that a lot of other people don't want for a fair price, or you try to buy something that other people want and you got to pay a premium. Right. So it's just, I, I know what you're saying, but at the end of the day, I don't really... Let me, re, let me answer this correctly. I think ultimately people are motivated by benefit to them and personal interest and a lot of times that personal interest is money because money can create greed is you could say greed i you you know it's just money it's it's opportunity right like people say oh if i can get an extra fifty thousand, i have the opportunity opportunity, to pay towards opportunistic yeah it's taking advantage of 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 something that's happening and you're taking advantage of it. But CV, I'm not saying it's I, not capitalism. No, no I'm not saying it's not okay. I got you. It's happening, so it's okay. It's but legal. if you list your home, right, and you say, I bring you an offer, right, and it's like, I don't know, say 500000 then we get someone else that's going to pay five fifty, and you, you know, and Catherine and talk, and you're like, this 50000 would let us do this much stuff for our family, and mm-hmm. it would put us in such a better position in the long term. Do you think it's wrong if you accept that offer? So let me ask, let me flip that on you and ask you this question. Yeah, I don't think if it you is. Ex, if you if that offer was given to you and yep. there's a potential to make an extra fifty thousand dollars for you would be great. But if you knowingly know that may put the other people at a disadvantage, would you still do it? What other people? The the people going to give you the extra fifty thousand. If you know that extra fifty thousand is going to put them in a position that they're going to be struggling. Would you still do it? So I, as the and this is when it comes, this yeah, is yeah, ethics, I'm, right? I'm going to talk about ethics. absolutely. So ethically, I am representing the seller. So I am. But that wasn't my question. I asked I, you I'm, a direct I'm answering question. your question. So let me give me an opportunity to. I'm representing the seller. So I have to do my duty to make sure that they're the best represent. My job is not to make sure that everyone in the process is not hurt. Everyone's an adult. They can go get their financing. Their agent is enlisted to make sure that they are safely putting in offers, right? Mm -hmm. I never recommend anyone to overextend over what they can afford. When I'm on the selling side, if that is what they present, I have to encourage my seller to pick the one they're most comfortable with. But you haven't answered the question. That is, I just did. No, no, I asked you directly if that were you, if you're buying a house. I guess the answer is I don't know what they're, I don't know what they can afford. Can I give you um, a scenario of what just happened to me too? I'll be even more transparent about this, this deal. So come to find. So this is this actually just happened to me, right? She called me back to then say that I got an accepted offer. Then called me back to say that I lost the deal. Come to find out, I do a little talking with her, and she's like, you know, being seventy eight years old, my husband not being in great health. Then we're also responsible for our grandchild who has severe special needs. And this extra money will put our grandchild through the school that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. The money makes a major difference. Yeah. So to CV's point, you never know what people are going through. Yeah, you have no idea. You have no idea. So t- what seems like greed to me when she told me that, I said, you know, I'll just call her miss, but, you know, you have to do what's best for you and your family. Yeah, and that's why I don't, I don't, I try to, when I first started out, buying investments mm-hmm. i was extremely gung-ho and extremely like kind of like cv is you mm-hmm. know extremely sensitive and close to the deals but then once you go through it, you lose 500 deals you're just like all right it is what it is yeah um, but that was a great perspective moment for me because she had to go with that extra yeah. money you have to yeah i think i think um ethically i am 
very ethical. Mm-hmm. I never, I don't know, you both have worked with me. I don't think I've ever pushed anyone to pay for more than they can afford. No. I've said, like, listen, I think the deal happens here. If you can't afford it, yeah. you can't afford it, we'll Correct. walk away. So that's, I think that's the only way you can stay ethical in this type of market is like, whenever I'm in a multiple bid situation, I talk to my clients and I let them know. I say, go, go with the number that you're okay with losing the property at and you can afford. Right. Right? Like, it does us no good. Yep. If you buy a property, you can't afford it and you foreclose and then our relationship goes to hell. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I want to make sure you're happy. So I know what you're saying. It's just very... And when you're on the selling side, you hope that the other agents involved in the process are just as ethical. Does that happen? I can't say yeah, of course. confidently that happens. Right. No, um, I all you can do on. is what you can control, you know? Yeah. So um, that was good, tough. Good tough section. Market. It gets a little heated. I like it. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's no snooze 30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Yeah, um, I mean, can, I don't know. You know what we need to talk about? Yeah, Tesla. The Tessie talk. That thing was <laughs> incredible. So break it down. No, you break lead Break down into the experience. It. You lead into okay, it. Okay, so uh, Mike and I went with our wives to- uh, You had a better showing in the car, so. To our great friends, Nick and Jenna. Thank you for having us. Great Yes, time. thank you. Um, you know, had some good food. We're all hanging out. Then, you know- Mike brings up the um, the Tesla conversation, and we were like, "Wow, we just had this conversation this week." You know, like, can we check the Tesla out? Nick has a Tesla, and he has the Tesla. Is it the truck? Like, what, got, what, what do you call uh, that? Was it an S? No, not the Model S. The uh, it, it says dual motor on the back. I don't know what, but it's <laughs> like the two car, two non car guy. Well, you're more of a car guy. No, but man. it's the Tesla. You know, the bigger Tesla. Model X. Model oh, he, X. He has an X. Is it an X? No, he's got an S. It's an S. Is it an S? S? Yeah, Yeah. okay. So it's bigger than the regular car, though. Well, the regular one is a 3, I think, right? Model 3. Okay, okay, gotcha. So maybe it is the S. Right, so we get in this car. It's four four of us, because Brother Bill is... Yeah, Brother Bill. And and bigger guys, too. I mean, you got Mike and I. We're extremely, you know, low body fat. So Um, we were lighter. You know, so we were lighter on the car. But Nick makes this bold comment, and he's like, you've never been in a faster car than this. And I'm not a car guy, but I'm like... I don't know. Let's see how, yeah, see how we'll it goes, see how it right? goes I guess. Yeah. So we hit the road, back roads, and my man just like, you know, kind of steps on the gas. My face, and well, my head, the back of well, my head. He goes, I'm about to punch it or something like that. And I didn't, I couldn't find the belt. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to like lock in the belt and I like am flexing because I'm trying to stay still. And I think I pulled a peck. <laughs> Zoom, yeah, dude. It was. It, it might be the by far the fastest car I've ever been in. The pickup in that Tesla pickup. That's a good term. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the pickup, the zero to sixty, was something that I was not prepared for. I believe it's. Do you know what it is? No, I don't know. It's like two point six seconds, which nor, most muscle cars they're doing their if they do a four second run something in that realm. It's a very fast car. A car coming in at in the twos. For that it, it's, the, it's insane. The jerk yes. and the kickback was extreme. It felt fake. Yeah, it did. 
It's like when you go to the, the golf club, right? And you get the little golf yeah, club yeah, and you yeah, hit exactly. it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tesla Model S goes 0 to 60 in 1.99. 1.99 seconds, 0 to 60. I have no reference That's bizarre. That. It sounds fast, but I have no reference. That is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, then we all got a shot at driving this thing, right? And it was super fun. So I did I drive first? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think I yeah, drove, you first. drove first. And, you know, Nick is like, step on it, step on it, step on it. It was an extreme. If he was the test driver for <laughs> Tesla and he ran them, they would sell a bunch of them. 100%. Yeah. So we, we were all like, we're buying Teslas, we're buying Tesla. We're screaming Tesla. Well, Dave gets in background. and he's like, he's Dave's, I consider probably a good driver, right? Would you consider yourself yeah. a good driver? And he's hitting turns and like he's, he's using, he's, he's using the power. Yes. I get in and I'm like, how do I throw this baby on autopilot? Yes, yes. I, I was driving slow, yeah. but when you do hit it and it's an instant, there's no lag, right? Yep. Every car I've driven has like the Jeep took five seconds to even accelerate. Yep. And then the car now, I love my car, but you punch it and it just. Yes, yes. So it was. And we were all saying that we just drive dumb cars. It, the, yeah, <laughs> this might be a bold statement. I don't understand how. If you can afford it, I know it's a little more expensive. Yep. People don't drive them because yeah. it makes it seems like it's just so much. more I was doing some smart. more research after that because that experience was was absolutely insane. And the um, I priced one out the uh, auto drive. Yeah, all you have to do is every thirty seconds you just have to touch the wheel. That was wild. to let Tesla know that you're still kind of awake. How, is it is it spacious? Is it yo? How, we how had four, nice. four six two. Four, but that was six a bigger foot. one. Four six foot two dudes and two of them in the back and yeah. two in the front. It's not we huge, were fine. like it's it's definitely not big. Yeah, but it's comfortable. Yes, absolutely. Right? And I would say like it's a it's equivalent to any midsize, um, like midsize truck that's out there. Can you put a baby seat in a Tesla? Absolutely. I was going to research that. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. It's and they're safe. extremely safe. But so what I was doing because I was doing some research. I'm like, you know, like. One, I guess they're a little pricey. They are more expensive than I thought they were. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, but the the thing was the parts are extremely expensive right now. So, yeah, like because on, you on only repairs. can get them serviced, but you got to get it through Tesla insurance. so you can get the warranty and insurance. So I um, I actually was doing some research because I think I can buy it through my LLC, mm-hmm. um, and gas wise, I might save a bunch because yep. I'm always driving. And then as far as a write-off, I think there's some tax incentives for companies to buy something like that. So I started to talk to the accountant just to see if it was an option. Wait, how long does the battery last? Especially for somebody three hundred and like sixty miles. And there's no a, matter how you drive charge, it, yeah. sixty. Oh, like there's that. a long-range version, and then there's a short, like a mid-range. I would, if I did it, everything in research, you got to go long-range, and you got. I would have to get the autopilot. Be, to, yeah. Or the self, whatever the uh, oh uh, upgrade is. This was the biggest thing, though. That now I believe, but they're expensive. What now? I understand why Elon Musk is a is a genius. Now I understand it. Now when Nick, no, I'm serious because yes, the technology of it, great. You know, oh, you how don't really controls. understand. Then when Nick was saying, he's like, "Look, the best part about Tesla is you can buy a used one, and everything is a software update." So oh, he's yeah. like, "Yo, I can go on my phone, and if I want to speed up my vehicle in a zero to 60, all I have to do is pay twenty five hundred dollars, and at the click of a button, you pay Apple Pay, whatever it is. Now your car is faster. If if you want to pay eight thousand dollars to upgrade the full autopilot, yeah, boom, in the click of a button. Well, it's, it's ten happened. now. I just saw ten thousand. Yeah, now that's it's ten. That's crazy though. That makes sense. The fact that I could buy an older car well, and still like have the upgrade. No. Yeah, it's the same thing as an no, iPhone. You no. keep upgrading the software. 
No, no, no. But like you have, you still have a home. Wait, you still have that circle button. You got to get a new phone, bro. I know, I know. <laughs> so <laughs> eventually, so eventually, no, but I did. I saw a I'm guy saying? from Verizon, and Look, he, uh, you have the button still. Phone. Yeah, you have the button still, and I don't have a button anymore. Yeah, but so Tesla what would be. Tech say? We got any no, action? No, no, no. So Tesla, though, they all the, the body doesn't really change like from year to year right so you're just upgrading the actual software which is yeah but amazing. that's what i'm saying with the apple so what about battery longevity so they that, have, that's the one thing that you would have so, i would assume that would die or so no, so it's the 360 something miles no no no. no i mean like over for, the life of the vehicle like so like oh, an engine oh, oh. and the engine will last you hundred thousand two hundred thousand so i i have no idea but i think there's some type of concept where you can swap them out but by the time the battery dies you'll probably you can always trade it in or whatever yeah i think it's like you get a Tesla, and then within a certain window, you can trade in for another one type of thing. Wow. Um, but I'm not sure. That's cool. I want to investigate that. But anyway, I priced mine out because part of uh, an exercise I like to do is really get down on the numbers, mm. visualize it, see what I can, you know, what I need to do to get so one. when are you buying this thing? When are we going? I'm not going to put a date on it because the last time I put a date on something, it was a little aggressive. So I'm going to try to. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of big uh, life moves I need to make before buying it, and uh, we need to buy the next house. For the babies, uh, potentially, you know, for the game plan, possibly having two. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing in the works, but uh, we are situated and ready to buy. We just got to get the right yep. fit. But I, I don't know if I could justify doing that, the Tesla Prior. move before. Yeah, makes sense. But maybe, I don't know. Yeah, makes sense. I got to run the, the numbers. Deals that awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's genius is that <laughs> apparently he controls some of the software updates so that he can manipulate those prices so that. The perceived value of resale is maintained. Wow! So versus a typical car yep. depreciates. It's almost like a classic. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But he he's controlling all that cost, so he can manipulate it depending on what he wants to to retain the value of the cars, which is wild. So Google Justin just got on the phone mm-hmm. and Justin. did some good um some good research. The, not that you guys were worried about this, but the battery life will last. Between one hundred thousand miles and one hundred fifty thousand miles, so like oh, an that's engine, like a regular can engine? you swap right, like it a out? Regular, I'm sure, like yeah. a, like so any like engine. That makes know. sense. My only thing now with with Tesla, right? Like when one, I'm not sold on the the look forever. I'm sold. Like, it, it looks it looks cool, but like I know when every other car begins to do that. Like Karina's car operates the same way that the Tesla does. Does it though? So with the with the functions, yes, they're definitely not as fast. Yeah, but did you? Uh, and no, I'm I'm right, honestly she has, asking. She has the she has the hybrid um, GLC. What was the? And I'm not I, gonna lie, mine drives itself too. Uh, does it really? Well, without without the steering wheel, I, I gotta driven, do that part. <laughs> I haven't driven. Wait, I don't get it. My car has this thing called adaptive cruise control, which different from the regular cruise control, it has this massive ball on the front of the bumper. And as cars get in front of you or whatever, it adjusts mm-hmm. the speed so you don't ever have to remember the old cruise control. Yeah, yeah. If somebody got in front of you, you have to kind of disengage cool, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So all your all I do in the mornings, and I do this so I won't get a ticket flying. I'll put that on, and I just with my hands just steer. And, and you really it, have to steer that, like test. Right, right, right. Well, that's why I was joking. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, you know, um, but, but that's pretty advanced. Was, but like when when you did both, right? You've ridden in both. What was the experience for both? No, 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 no. The Tesla is so much faster, yeah, than the Mercedes. But like the Mercedes, no, not the Mercedes. Is, oh, the Mercedes is a hybrid. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Karina's is a plug-in. Karina's is a plug-in. That's such <laughs> you didn't a funny see. Concept. You didn't see that big plug in his garage. Yeah. I did. Every so time you go in. that's the other thing I'm thinking. Like I would have to use my garage for a garage. 
like and plug it in and plug it in. Yeah, which for is sure. Fine. But How so comfortable like, is this her thing? car? Oh, comfy. Tesla, so I will say though, it's nowhere near as comfort level luxurious as the Mercedes. So is. I'm looking at it from a technology it's, it's angle. Exactly, minimalistic for clean. For, uh, for like work. I'm purely yeah. looking at it for like a work thing, and then to know that like if I do get distracted. I have at least a backup plan, right? Because like even looking, how many times have I looked at my phone during this mm-hmm. podcast? Just knowing that I have to look sometimes, yep, is like. But the self-driving feature—that's on highways, or is it in no, also it's on local back roads? roads. Oh, oh, they really? Have, they so you can have. go from Dude, here to the store, I, and it does yeah. it by itself. I literally did this. That's pretty wild. I did this with and three people like, no. in the car. I was freaking out because it's so counterintuitive. You're like like this all the time, yep. especially when it's going a little faster, and just it's. It was wild. And all you do is have to touch the wheel to let so Tesla know you you're ran numbers, around. right? It blew my mind. I have a question. Yeah. Would it be cheaper, more affordable to get yourself a driver to drive you everywhere? No. <laughs> That's a no. hilarious concept. No. Remember I was saying that? Because you have to pay an hourly fee for a driver, It depends right? with quality driver. I only need you to go to the supermarket and um, <laughs> into the gym. It's, it. like the, it's like the in-between. But at some point, it's going to be autonomous. Like, yeah. you literally, they have, a, the, you hit a button and it picks you up. But think about it. Even if this, even if this right now, which would sound crazy, right? $800 a month sounds expensive. A Range Rover, 1000 a month on a lease even, right? On a Tesla, you have to be. I mean, you, I'm sure you ran the numbers. Ballpark, are we talking 600? Are we talking 800? No, I don't know. I don't know what the best. So I got to figure out if it makes sense to finance it. Mm-hmm. And then, because I think if I trade my current car in and then I have a deposit, the monthlies aren't going to be high at all. Right. It's just a matter of what makes the most sense for the business. The typical Tesla deal. Because I think you could write off 25,000. I'm with, sure, uh, yeah. Whatever that. But the typical Tesla deal is like a five thousand dollar down. But they have current inventory Tesla, so I know what I want. Do you save a little money? But they don't really give discounts. They're right? like used, no discounts. So yeah, kind of do. Pay because, what it costs. So when they when they test ride cars, mm-hmm. they are technically new, I believe, but they just want to get them out of circulation. Yep. So they'll put them up on their website as like a current inventory. And those are maybe twenty percent cheaper, fifteen percent somewhere. Oh wow, that's nice. So like a sixty thousand dollar version, you might get for you know forty, but you That'd just got to make sure it has everything you need. Yep. Uh, but at the end of the day, as long as I have autopilot and uh, long range, I think you're good. Wow. Because I think that's what. But I don't know. I have to do the math. I got to figure mm-hmm. it out. But you know, they're probably. But it's like two hundred, three hundred dollars a month in gas anyway. You know, on true. A I've car. I've never done the math on it, but there I. I would have to think I would save money on gas. Yeah. I hear the bus does take you wherever you want to go. Pretty cheap, too. Yeah. <laughs> I can't show up to listings in yeah. a bus. Yeah, that would be hilarious. That's my bus. <laughs> but that uh, was, I mean, that's a, a realistic thing that I didn't think was obtainable because I was like, I can't buy it. And then I started thinking, how can I buy it? And then well, Why couldn't you buy it? Just because I had a, a mental block on it. Like, oh. I just didn't have a care for cars. Yeah. But because it's got utility value and there's some type of benefit, I all of a sudden get interested. I guess. But what happens when every other car does the same thing? It, they're, it's you not going to happen for a long time. Like, think about how smart Elon Musk is, how long yeah, it took him to get know. to this point. And then what will those look People like? People are probably, they're probably like three to six years behind him. Yeah. I would get, I have no idea. Right. No, I'm sense. speculating. I've um, heard people say that, so I'm regurgitating. Um, <laughs> Good Tesla talk. Yeah. It just blew my mind. I, after that, I want to invest in the company, too, because, like, I, and that's not even going into their solar, like, into yes. all the other stuff they that's do, the, that's the which is real estate next specific. Thing is, is the real estate stuff with Tesla. Um, current event. We're just rambling today, huh? I like the rambles, though. Current, current events. Yeah. I have one for you. Did you see the Kanye West? Kanye West offers the city of Rye. 
10% of his wealth. Rye, New York? To change the city of Rye to Yay. Really? Yes. You're kidding me. I How swear. did I not know this? So, this has been rumored back and forth. That's hilarious. Right? How crazy is that? So if you're Rye, Rye, you have to do it. Right. Rye, New York is a very affluent area of Westchester County. Um, and we have to specify that for How much did he offer? Sorry. 10% of his wealth was what was said. Is he broke now? And no. What do you mean, is he broke? No, he's a billion. Okay. Yeah, so I mean 100 million? 100 million. All right? Not bad, but for the, town. the purpose, yeah, the purpose of it was to like eliminate the school tax and stuff, which is stupid in a place like that. Like go do that in like Mount Vernon or go do that in He doesn't care. You though. know what I mean? So the real story, so that was the story that broke. Come to find out the real story is that he's actually looking to move east, hmm. right? And he is looking at three different properties in Rye, which is absurd. Hilarious. He's looking at a uh, two ridiculous mansions, and then a third place, which is now uh, well, ju- I think they might have closed. An old Mrs. Green's. It's an old Mrs. Green's, like yep. the uh, superstore or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, is it a green store? Right? Is that what it is? I uh, I think I showed that property. Really? Yeah. So that. So there you go. But it's so, it's that's a commercial building. So he's looking to buy one of those for a studio, one of them for his house, and one for Sunday service. Dude, if you're Kanye West, and you move to Rye, New York, and they, I, I don't think that doesn't sound real, the the offer to rename it Yay. Yep. I, would re, I would take it. Rye wouldn't do that. I would take it and say, we're going to call it Yay for the first year, right? No taxes for everyone for the first year. We're covering the cost, <laughs> and then attract everyone back. To Rye. Yeah, because be everyone's way. running away. But so Rye is so affluent now, it doesn't even matter though. Like there's a lot that's of true. there's a lot of money in Rye. It's like a drop so, in the bucket. Yeah, so it's not really that that crazy. But I figured you'd think it was interesting. That's an amazing um, current event. Yeah, right. And imagine, but imagine his agent. How lucky are you? Why? Just be, not you, but being Kanye West. Oh, agent. real estate agent. I don't know. So this is what I will say. Sometimes when you get up in that upper echelon, mm-hmm. they make you bid for the. Uh, but it doesn't matter. The right, listen, the right to represent them and pay them. Because if you're marketing after that, you'll forever be known as Kanye's realtor. Right. So, like, I think LeBron had a open bid system, and people mm-hmm. were bidding like millions of dollars to, to represent him. Oh wow! Which I mean, pay. it makes sense. Yeah. Because you get one deal like that and, and forever. Yeah, you're pretty good on a. There's a. I'm not going to say names, but there's an agent in town that has made a living off of representing one client. That's pretty sick. I think she's like you know known as well. Like not she, for nothing, these three properties. I mean, they add up to over five hundred million. Yeah. I mean, you'd be. Like, w- the one man one mansion was like 175 million. Yeah. Like that is ridiculous. That's greed, see. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's a lot of money. Right? <laughs> I I thought that was a good one to bring. So, what uh, you got for us? That was a good one. Uh I don't know how I'm going to top that current event. No, it's not about topping it. It's just give me some celeb gossip. This is what I like. <sighs> I don't even know if I have celeb gossip. I have some like other news gossip. How random is this? I just Tech said celeb, news. but does Mike look like uh, Ben Affleck? Why, why are you saying the name again? Ben Affleck. 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 Right? Affleck is the, the duck. I, the duck you insurance. always get that though, right? Do you no, always get Ben? Affleck? I don't get Ben. I get the guy from uh, Karate Wait, Kid. Ben Affleck. K- Karate Kid. Karate. Camacho, whatever the guy's name is. Rav Macchio. Didn't he get arrested? Why am I bugging out with this Affleck? Is it Affleck? Ben Affleck. Affleck is that insurance company? Yes. Affleck. Affleck? Ben, Affleck? ben Affleck is Ben Affleck. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Affleck. Affleck. Now I'm dumb. That's <laughs> I know. I sound. I sound dumb. Uh, go ahead. So uh, current event, me, Ben. I, ben. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what. Uh, there's a tech one. Uh, I'll give you one with Bitcoin. You want a Bitcoin one? Talk to me. 
So Bitcoin is currently at fifty four thousand and six hundred and seventy dollars. Fifty six. Oh. So fifty six six. Um, there is a big event apparently that's going down where um, there is a gentleman that is loading up and uh, he is buying tons of it and he thinks there's going to be institutional investments coming soon. And the big debate is that September-ish, there's supposed to be another crash. There's like mm-hmm. a cycle we talked about, right? Yep. So the big debate is like, is there enough money in the system where if this thing crashes, are we not going as low? So you got all these people that are like, we're never going down again. You have people that are like, we're going back to 10K. So there's a lot of chaos in the, the BTC world. Mm. And you are known as a holdler if you just hold through all of it. So I will plant my flag in the, the ground and call myself a holdler. A holdler. Uh, Did you buy Bitcoin? I have some. Nice. So you bought one Bitcoin. Well, you can't. So I guess in you're not supposed to say, right? <laughs> like I find that... The, I wouldn't anyway, but a lot of the community says you shouldn't say anything because if someone wanted to, they can come and try to attack for the Bitcoin because it's hard to recover. Where is your Bitcoin stored? I will not mention where it is. Do you have an actual Bitcoin? No. Do they send no. you a Bitcoin in the mail that no, you can? No, but I'm, I was thinking about buying one just to have something <laughs> yeah. physical that I'm right, like, yeah, yeah, that for all the money, that's it. But it, it's interesting that there's so much speculation mm-hmm. going around uh, if it's going to crash, when it's going to crash. At the same time, people are talking about the real estate world yep. and what's going to happen there. So it's uh, we're in such unsure times, it's very difficult to like make any sense of any of it. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you aware of any of the conversation about a marketing or a, a house crash, house market crash? Yeah, I've, I've been seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to think about it. I know, because it, but it can go either way, right? Because like, in theory, it's possible that- people just keep buying more things because there's more money circulating. Mm-hmm. There was a stat that 10% of the world's money was printed this year. Something crazy like wow. that. I don't know what the actual stat is. Something like that. Yeah, well, look at all the stimulus, too, that's going out. Like, where's the... I mean, they're just printing money, going to more debt. But if you... I mean, logically, I know the market's not logical, but if you said that 10% of the money is all brand new, then wouldn't people have more money to buy things with? But so doesn't then, that just mean that our, know, our dollar mm-hmm. strength just... Is less. It's less. But then the mm. argument is like, then all houses, cars, watches, everything's yep. just going to keep going up mm-hmm. is the conversation. So I don't know. Because people are like, is this a safe investment? Yep. And I'm like, I have no idea. I know in today's market, right. it seems fine, mm-hmm. but we don't know what's going to be a year from now. So I don't, it's wild. It's, uh, yeah, you know. it, it will be interesting to see. But current event, um, Bitcoin all over the place, yep. housing market all over the place. I like it. Good stuff. No snooze recce's? This episode all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CV's, CV's like a co-host now. My man was cutting Mike off. I love it. My Mike, fault. That's Mike. My, no, no, it's good. I apologize. No, no, don't apologize. That's what that's what. I like. got excited. This is giving Mike time to go to his little book. Yeah. Um, oh. Wow, Mike brought bagels. I'm starving. Um, oh, it's for Justin to lift? So- <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. Wait. Um, are you want to go first? You go first. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right, so I think um, I need Justin to come over here to uh, to show this one off here. Um, so we are going with. Let me make sure I got all my my talking points right. So you know I'm a big watch guy. We've been talking about some some big investments lately, right? This watch is for everybody. I have some nice watches, right, and more um, on the pricier side, and some watches that hold up. They're just as durable, 
um, but are significantly less in price. This happens to be one of them. Justin, please step into frame to show off the Invicta Pro Diver 42 millimeter stainless steel watch. Put them on your. You can put them on your wrist. Is he gonna? This fit? is. Yeah. So this is um. This is actually one of my favorite. One of my favorite watches, and I got You got to go into that. That one right there. He's like he's like Vanna White. Um, yeah, go go into go into that watch. I mean, into that camera right there. Boom. Um, so this is a scratch resistant watch. It's got a date display with a nice size number on it, which is awesome. Water resistant at two hundred feet. Do you think you can ever get down to two hundred feet? I was gonna say, why are all these popular watches because they're like, diving watches? I get it, but how did diving watches become like a thing? Because scuba diving, because of the the, the uh, functionality, technology that, yes, gotcha. the functionality. Right. But realistically, so, do we do we go scuba also, diving with our watches on? Yes, a lot of people. Really? Because the time is that a thing? Is I, so like important. when I go on vacation, I never take my watches off. Well, really? Yeah, well, because I have. You know, there's no. because they're stainless, and yeah. you can go into the but ocean. Well, no, I was saying because your 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 suntan, like your but tan lines. Main, oh no, isn't the main thing because it's it's um a science to come back up for air. Like if you come yes. up too fast, well, so die. that's what the big numbers are for. It lets ah. you know how actu- how deep you actually are. Mm. Um, so there's a functionality behind it, but it looks just like the Roly Submariner. Uh, but instead of running, you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollars, this runs. Listen to the price here, two hundred and eighty bucks. <laughs> Listen to the price here, two hundred and eighty bucks. But I buy nice. all my watches at jomashop.com, J O M A S H O P dot com, and they have an extreme dizzy going on. Eighty five percent off brings the watch to fifty eight dollars. Wait, what? Fifty eight dollars, kid. Fifty eight dollars. Fifty eight dollars. I spent more at McDonald's. Feel that. <laughs> Feel that watch though. Watch? Feel the watch. Feel how durable it is. I gotta is. check that out. Um, they have it in uh, the green that you like. Vic Vic ha- actually has that one. I put him on. He loves it. Um, it. It's just a. It's a. It's a great watch. You see that I have the Smurf look going on today with the blue face. Smurf. Um, but I really. I. I've been using Joma Shop. They honestly have every watch. I mean, you're talking all you're the way. You're pretty loyal, huh? Like to yeah. your. Oh to yeah. Your, uh, to your. Um uh, d- digital, not digital, online shop. Yes, yeah, so you when, always have a place but when where we, you get everything. When we started talking about no snooze recies, I would always say, "Yo, I have no idea, um, you know, really what to what to bring. Just pop it open, take the yeah." So it's safety clasp off. Yo, my man, Justin, oh, don't break it, Justin. You. Don't break, break it. it. It's listen, that's big pennies right there. Yeah. Fifty nine. It's bucks, only fifty nine right? bucks. But oh, how? I, I mean, how how professional thing. is this thing? It's nice. It's very um, nice. And everybody, you know, they they always commend the watch. Um, and when you pair it with a nice suit, I mean, it just it, it looks it looks tremendous. And that's a forty two millimeter of the size, just to give you a gauge. Um, you got big wrist, bro. <laughs> barely fits uh, mine. No, but it looks good, man. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that bad Maybe boy. at twenty two three percent this might have fit. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I swear it's it's, it's cool. um a super easy to navigate website. And cool they logo. literally have yeah, so you pop the pop the safety open and then pull. Yeah, there you go. Mike, do you want to show the camera? Very good. What do you think about it, Mike? I like it. It's a very I, nice watch. Um as you know, I'm starting to get into the watch game a little bit. I don't have any, uh, but I've been researching them. I'm the type that's kind of a all or nothing, right? Like you would do the Roly. If you just tell me watch. like you can't afford something mm-hmm. or you can't have it, it makes me want it that much more. Right. Which that, I'm so guilty of that. But a lot of times I can't afford it, so I don't buy it. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I mean the the Rolex conversation is great, and obviously there's a time and a place for it. Um, but something that has the but what is the time and the place for it? Because like if I had a Rolex, am I ever taking it off? Probably not. No, and that's the thing. Right? Like, I mean, I wear certain depending on the watch that I have on, I'll wear it in the gym regardless. Because you wear a Rolex in the gym. I mean, you can. Why not? Like, I don't know. That's a tough. No, it's it's meant to be worn. The Submariner is is a worn. it's a durable watch. It's literally like it's the when same you go salesy on uh, salesy on me during the section. It's, the it's, same it's my favorite part. Function. Isn't it uncomfortable? You don't get uncomfortable. No, I struggle with like wearing watches and stuff. Dude. I would I could never work out. Don't your veins like almost bust that open? No, it depends. Wow, like I don't, compliment. I don't always, <laughs> I don't always work out with a watch. But if I do, um, I oh, that's another good recommendation I'll bring is my uh, gym Remember? band. Yeah, yeah, you know Smart. that's that, that's a great one. Um, but yeah, I just depending on the day. Like if I really, if I want to lift and I don't bring my phone. I use my watch because I'll do an exercise for like 30 to 45 seconds and then put the weights down and I'll just look at the time. Mm. So I use it as like a, you know, a function. But like that's, that. that's it. Jomashop.com. Um, you know, get yourself a nice little little time piece. Very nice. You, 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 your recommendations are like for the gentleman. And then you got mine. I'm like all over the place. <laughs> I got pants. Uh, <laughs> no pants. No pants. <laughs> So bagels. After this amazing, we should coordinate what we're gonna recommend no, because going perfect. from watches to bagels, <laughs> this is perfect. So I, you know, this diet hasn't been easy. Uh, it's been easier than some of the past because I'm finding substitutions for things. Right, mm-hmm. like I needed some a kick of energy other than the pre workout. Just having so much caffeine on an empty stomach just hasn't been healthy. I don't think. Um, so I, I've been, I was like, I want just like a bagel. So I just add bagels to my pre-workout. So I do a bagel. I do a full bagel and then pre-workout. Dave, like always, I'm going to quiz you okay. on what you think's in this bag. Okay. Zero. So, <laughs> these are, so this is, uh, typically I get everything. Okay. Keep that in mind. Typically, this was all that was available at Stop and Shop. Okay. What okay. do you mean you said typically? Oh, typically you get everything, everything bagels. Bagel. Gotcha. These. Um, and how much? Uh, first, let's start with calories. How many calories do you think? Wait, what? Can, can, what's the brand name? What's, what's all... it? Can you look up what's in calories in a typical bagel? These are uh, it's Dave's Killer Bread. Ooh, Dave's Killer Bread. I almost didn't support it because it was Dave's. <laughs> can uh, you show the camera, please? Dave's Killer Bread. Oh, it's got some info on the front. Let me cover that bad boy. Which camera's mine? All of them. If you're effective enough, all your cameras are yours. Um, so, what's so, a, in a typical bagel? Calories. Oh wow! So these aren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway. they taste great. So, so wait, two hundred and seventy no, no. calories. Okay? Oh, 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 you said. Well, he said typical bagel is two sixty. No, no, no. But really, what bagel. you have to ask is: are is there protein in that bagel? Is there, you know, that's my guy. Are the carbs. Better? Well, I, no one cares about carbs anymore. We're over the carbs. Yeah, thing. but that's why I think maybe that's why you're struggling, dude. You're trying to walk on the dude, treadmill. It was broken. <laughs> do low intensity training and eat bagels, it and you think you're going to get to ten percent? We'll see this week. This week will be telling. Uh, how that's many, my how diet. Much <laughs> how much protein? How much protein in a typical bagel? Uh, protein eleven. <laughs> and there's twelve. <laughs> <laughs> These bagels are trash. Wow, what a branding! I got branded just like uh, what was what was the one you brought in? Wait, Zikis. Uh, no, that's a Zikis. good. Uh, we got we got we got we got catfish. I got catfish <laughs> by a brand. Is good. All right, that was my recommendation. But, but let me try this. it, bro. What's Dude, up? What's the point? You might as well get a real. One. <laughs> so are we, are we not recommending? No, that's listen. Bins? The no snooze didn't recommend it. So that, listen, I tried. I thought they were good. <laughs> so what? What was the protein there? It, it's twelve. <laughs> so regular ones eleven. A typical bagel is two sixty twelve. Go support local. Grab a real bagel. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>
such crap. This is incredible. So we're not gonna get a taste test? No, you can have a taste test because I'm not gonna be eating them anymore. <laughs> well, no you wonder can have why. A whole bag. No wonder why Mike went back up to fifteen percent. He's been eating Dave's bagels the whole time. Damn. All right. Well. Oh, next time. All right. Um, they're delicious, but they're <laughs> definitely not as good as a real bagel. So really, yeah. So they don't even taste as good as real bagels. They got shit calories. I thought I was saving protein. cows. I thought I was saving protein. I, I threw a little lox on it. The lox is money, but I might as well just eat lox. Lox. Raw. Yeah. Well, that's I think right. this is that's your actual recommendation. You know, support local. Go yeah, have a bagel at the local deli. Bagel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, upper crust gonna, bagels, old Greenwich. If you're gonna phenomenal. enjoy a bagel, you might as well fuck Dave's ba- yeah, bagels, whatever those are. It, it makes sense. Sometimes you got to read the label. <laughs> and not be tricked by the branding. Was there an, a handsome guy named Dave on the front? The guy kind of looks like you. Is that why? I can't. Can you help me out, Justin? <laughs> I can't get over there because I don't want to mess up the rig. That but is so let's funny. Let's get these in a frame. Hit me <laughs> like Brady. Nice throw. Let me see. Look, he looks just like you. He's, oh, he's kind of had long hair. 11 grams of whole grains. Well, who cares at that <laughs> point? Sweet and cinnamon. 12 grams of protein. Sweet and unhealthy. It should be <laughs> no random. high fructose. Well, I guess we're not syrup. getting Dave's Killer Bread as a All right. endorser. So, uh, wow, sodium, 400 milligrams. Ah. <laughs> they might as well rename it the Diet Killer. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well change their name to 15%. I mean, this is, uh, yeah, so. Maybe right. maybe we have a section where I bring in my food. I just rip them. <laughs> That's good, man. Well, I um, had one this morning, so I'm off track. But this is funny. All right, so this episode we've like rambled, which is awesome. It's been been fun. But there was something that CV I had asked him to save specifically for today, Uh-oh. right? Okay. And it's it, instead of like a extreme topic, it's just like a little a little thing. But he started asking me something along the lines of like, um, you know, when is enough enough? So mm-hmm. I think we just close on that real quick. Let's let's see what he's got to say. Never. And then we'll uh, wrap it up. The answer is never. So yes, there was a couple of questions. When is enough enough? And and not saying that you shouldn't always want more to be better, but when when you know when you're always seeking better and more and more and more, at what point do you have to, do you satisfy? Are you satisfied with what you've accomplished, with what you've done, or et cetera? Um, and the other question was, do you ever get tired of always seeking more? Yeah, good question. Good, great questions. Um, so when I was thinking about that. You know, yes, it is a um, I think it's a mental barrier that you have to learn to break through. Uh, But I I still use a lot of perspective in my life. So, yes, I love to always seek out more, you know, when it comes to job opportunities, when it comes to making money, when it comes to investments, when it comes to body fat percentages, um, you know. That is something I think that will always be a drive. But the perspective is really understanding that I'm still blessed right now. You know, the, the family that we've built you know Karina and I the family that we have the friends that we have around us those are the things that grounds us you know and it allows me to always try to strive for more in the other aspects of my life Um, so no I don't think that you'll ever stop and get to a point and be like where I'll look in the mirror and be like I'm completely good where I'm at I don't want to do more because I think I'd be lying to you at that point if you accomplish something why wouldn't you want to just reevaluate and try to move move that you know, needle in the right direction um, on something else. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think you're fo- you're you refocus on other things, but I think there's always a pursuit of some sort, or yes. there has to be. I think as far as purpose. Yep. For me, I, I know that I like to stay busy. I like to accomplish things. If I'm not pushing forward in goals or just what I want to do on a daily basis, I'm less of a good person overall for my family, right. friends, whoever it is. Because I'm not f- being fulfilled myself, because I'm not doing what I enjoy doing. Right. 
But it's, uh, you know, let's take an example, the weight thing, right? Mm-hmm. What's the percentage where it's enough? What's the percent? So that's something that I don't know. I mean, yeah, of course, of course, your five percent sounds great, right? But it, I think negative if, numbers, <laughs> yeah. negative. But you can push to like, are you going to push to a certain number, or you hit your nine, you're good? Yeah. So I I wanted to get. So the goal was ten percent, right? And yeah. I, and now that I'm below ten percent, I've reached my goal. I don't think that it's worth it for me long term. To stay on something this big, if I can walk around at 13, 12, 13% anyway. So, yes, I think in the long term there is a win. But for me to now be um, not having that glass of wine with my wife at dinner, mm-hmm. for the weekends, for me to just keep pushing things off and say, no, no, I'm okay, okay. I don't think that that's an, uh, an enjoyment that outweighs being a low body fat percentage. So that's a good point. So when there's something else that is conflicting and it no longer makes sense, that is the time at which you reevaluate and change courses. Yeah. And not and not abandon the course, but just adjust. Right. Yeah, like for you, right? If you do tell them Mike Sench and you're eating 15 <laughs> restaurant meals a day, I mean a, a week, yeah, yeah. whatever it is, like at some point 12% or 15% might be what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. But for the time being, you had an extreme push to try to get down to 10%. Yeah, my my thought with everything is like if I can do it and do everything I want to do and it's not hindering that, mm-hmm. then just keep doing it until, yep. like you're saying, stuff gets in the way. Yeah. So I love what, I, what I'm obsessed with, CB, and this is where you know I think the difference is in, in my brain. I'm obsessed with repetition. And when I am obsessed with repetition, working towards a specific goal – I know that that can be applied to anything. So yes, right now the extra time frame is being put into you know making sure that I get this body fat percentage. But then now when I take that stress out, now I have this time, right? So if this time I need to work on my marriage, now I take that same amount of energy and make sure I'm just pushing it into the marriage. Not that you abandon your marriage or anything, but if there's extra things that I want to do with Callie, something that we started implementing now that the weather is nice, we do a walk every day together, family walk. It doesn't matter. I leave the job. I got to go. I got something to accomplish. You know, so you you constantly, and that's not going to be able to happen all year, but for the time being, for the next month or so, something that we want to do. So we're just doing it. Um, so I'm obsessed with constant repetition and working towards something do you ever get tired yes you get tired i do um, for sure tired yeah i mean in a in and a, tired can be you know interpreted in different ways right not, not only physically mentally so emotionally men- you know. mentally t- physically i think you know that happens to me but i've learned how to i guess not use it in a bad way and not over train per se but it was mentally for me right uh we've discuss the concept of shrinks right now i have three of them with mike and four with cv but the shrinks have really helped yeah when are you gonna in, start paying in terms of a uh, the mental the mental piece for me uh for a long time i had all these thoughts running through my head i you know i i'm constantly battling things um whether if it was work problems marriage problems whatever being able to talk to a professional about that for me has taken the stress of that tired um mental if that makes sense right so that was something for me that has helped Tremendously. I don't know if that's something that people want to do on their own. That's up to them. But for me, I had too many thoughts running through my head and not enough application coming out of it. So that's when I decided to do that and things started working out for me. Yeah. You know, so yes, you get tired. I get tired to the point where I want to quit, but there's, you just, you're familiar with the feeling because you've had it so many times. And I think if you're not at that point, personally i don't think i'm working hard enough if i don't get to a point where sometimes i'm like i want right, to quit right. because then i'm not pushing hard enough mm-hmm. 
you know and not and that's in everything that's like life fitness you know i don't know the it's okay like i used to feel guilty about it because then you'd be like i'm just lucky that i didn't but you realize that you made a decision not to and then yep. it gives you a little more confidence in the future, you know? Yeah. And so what do you do when you do get tired and you do feel like you want to quit? How do you, like uh, Dave said, he, yeah, right, because so, Dave goes to the shrink and that's how he gets his stuff off. So what do you do to kind of get yourself? Depending you know? what it is, yeah. right, I try to refocus on something else for a little bit so you're not just, like, pounding that same thing. So, like, if it's a family thing where it's difficult, then I'll turn to work. If it's a work thing, then I'll turn to family. Mm -hmm. So, like, they all should work and complement each other. So, like, if I know if I have a long day in the office, sometimes it's good to just put the phone down for an hour, spend some time with the family. Yep. Some days you can't do that, but when you are afforded that time, then it it's good to recenter, reset, get your perspective. Um, but there's no, there's no like, equation. Yeah. Because every year it's different stresses and, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I have a question for both of you. How do you guys how do you guys deal with when you get overwhelmed? How do you manage that situation? How quickly are you to recognize when you are overwhelmed and you maybe need a, you know, a moment? I've started to lean on my organization. Like if I'm getting overwhelmed by a bunch of calls for appointments, I'll pull up my schedule so that I can put people into places so it's less overwhelming and it's organized. Um or like if I'm talking to Dana and we're trying to figure out the weekend and stuff, I'll actually pull up the schedule and block off times so that it's in there and I have some type of something to get it out of my head. Um, if it's like big conceptual stuff, like big moves, like what are we going to do with this situation? Sometimes you just have to like say, I will do it later today. You can't put it off forever, but give yourself some time to think before you go and try to figure out the problem, mm -hmm. you know? Sometimes you're just like, it's a bad time to yeah. get input and you need to just push it to the end of the day when you're not distracted to make the right decision, yep. which is a hard thing to learn because sometimes when you're task-oriented, mm -hmm. something comes in, you make a split decision. It's the wrong one, Yeah, uh, uh, especially with family stuff. To add on to the overwhelm piece, I think the first thing is realizing it, right? Like understanding, okay, I'm I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. But I had read something in one of my one of my books. Um, the the average person has up to sixty thousand thoughts per day, every day, right? Sixty thousand thoughts just running through your head, and that's up to I think the low number was like fifteen thousand to sixty thousand. But either way, we're walking around as individuals with fifteen to sixty thousand thoughts in our head. And the majority, 50%, over 50% of them are negative thoughts. This is everybody. This is a scientific thing. So what does that tell you about the average person? That just tells me that everybody's overwhelmed. Everybody has their own thoughts regardless of the situation. So now you have to be able to literally when that thought happens, you have to learn how to control the thought. I know we've discussed it before, but it's something that I do every single day. And the way that I do it is I literally walk myself through that thought. And I replay that thought and I'll say, what was that thought that just said? I'm not going to get this. This interview is going to be bad. No, it's not going to be bad because I'm in control. Yes, there might be a bad question that I don't know how to answer, but I'm going to I'm going to do everything in my power to control what I can. So when people ask these questions, I think it, it there is something to it that they think that there's this magic pill that you take and then you're not overwhelmed. You will be overwhelmed for the rest of your life, no matter what it is. But you have to decide what it is that you want in your life. Mike does it extremely well. He talks about his future. And it's very similar for me, too. Like, I know that in, you know, I already have 10 years in my job. I know that 
25 years from now, I'm going to be able to retire with a great pension. I, I don't have a, a money goal in, in mind, right? But I know the lifestyle that I want to live. So in my overwhelmed moments, I look towards that future, right? And we were talking about the investments the other day. I got so excited because I'm like, even though my finances, and I don't mean to sound you know greedy or anything like that, but they're not where I want them, right? Like, because you always want more. You always want more. But what I was so happy to see was I actually um, took a deep dive into the accounts for my retirement, right? We have a um, what's called a deferred compensation with a Vanguard investment account. Um, and then we also have the New York State retirement system. So I was just looking at the balances and to see my projection of where I'm at. If, if currently today I were to retire in the same trajectory, the number that I saw was a very fulfilling number. I'm like, wow, this will give my family exactly what I wanted for them, right? Like when my wife and I are gone and the kids are, are there, there will be something for them to have. That confirmed to me that just keep doing what you're doing because you're making progress. And even small progress is progress every day. That's an account, Mike. I don't even look at that account because mm-hmm. it's so far away. But then I was like, wow, I'm already 10 years in. Like, let me, let me dive into this real quick. And to see that number, I was like, how? How? Like, yeah. I take out 10 to 15% every check, right? So it's not a huge number per check. But that compound interest over mm-hmm. time, yeah. over 10 years, has been crazy. Time's a big asset, but a big... Uh... Yeah. So it's just all stuff we talk about. So I, hopefully that you know answered the uh, the thought on overwhelm a little bit. Yeah. And the, the I've come to realize, for me personally, not knowing certain things like facts or being uncomfortable in a situation where it's just... I get things thrown at me without knowing the situation gets me overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So taking the time to ask questions, uh, do research, and get more prepared to respond makes me a lot less overwhelmed because sometimes when people spit fire things at you and you don't know what's going on, you're like, you know, you're on mm-hmm. the defense versus like researching what they ask you. And this is with anything, personal life, professional. Um, so that's been a realization of like just research what you need to know. And then you respond back with your best, and that it is what it is. Um, but yeah, the, you made a good point about progress. As long as I'm making progress, there's no discouragement. If they're like, I didn't make progress in my way in, and that's what throws me off. I because feel the I same way. Because if I you the, put everything uh, in, yes. But then is it like, do you recalibrate on your progress? Is that you're hitting your habits and you're? Yep. It's hard, but mm-hmm. I like constant feedback. Yes. And in the real estate world, it's very difficult because the con- it's not constant feedback because the deals take a while. And then in the the body fat world, you can't weigh in every day. Yes, because it doesn't matter what the. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess in theory I could. I yeah, could go weigh in every that's day. Crazy. But, but I then felt it's like exactly what you felt when I weighed in that that time when I was eleven three, eleven three, and the, the then week. you get discouraged. Oh man, which but, then right. turns uh, inaction, which but then it, snowballs. No, but you, sometimes that's, that's a conscious sometimes. decision. You have to then yeah, get yeah. discouraged by the number, which we both got discouraged because you're like, damn, I worked yeah. my ass off. But it's a conscious decision when the negative thought comes up to stop. It's like no. The next week, you will show progress. Sometimes you have to, like, not lie to yourself, but, like, I yeah. said, this thing's broken. Yeah, yeah. And to make myself be like, all right, well, then we'll keep at it, where maybe it's not broken. Maybe I screwed up that week. But at least if I have some edge and I'm in denial, <laughs> just, I can keep – I don't know. Yeah. I don't no, know. No, no, I, I get it. I so, um, so some would say that this uh, search for for more, for to fulfill this unsatisfaction, to just do more, more, more – could be unhealthy how do you guys balance um that thought the thought of 
they're seeking so much all the time, no matter what, with being mentally healthy and mentally okay. Yeah, I give no thought to that because I don't, I don't, no, honestly, I don't give yeah. any thought to any outside forces on like, yeah. I'm so sure in how I'm approaching it with zero right. regrets that like, but I at know some what you're point, saying. At yeah. some point you could burn out. I mean, it's, it's like possible, a car, but I'll deal with a car going a hundred miles an hour, yeah. revving high and just going, going, eventually the engine's going to, but again, unless so you have a Tesla. Can I, I use would, a metaphor real quick? Ask, yes. So there was a crystal clear, uh, I might've had a concussion during this. But I, for whatever reason, it's burned in my brain. There was a football play, and I was coming back to make a block. And I lined up this kid, and I was, could have lit him up and like had an amazing block. Instead, there I had a little bit of fear, right? And I slowed down, and I kind of let him hit me, and I probably had a concussion. And it was terrible. I got the block, but it wasn't how I lined mm. it up. And I always think about, like, I didn't commit to that, and I let fear slow me down. Whereas if I'm accelerating through things, I'm much more likely to get to the point. Instead of thinking what's the worst that can happen, yep. think about what's the best that can happen. Fire visual, by the way. Because I just like I, I did as you see that? Because yeah, I'm no, like I saw this, it. Yeah, yeah. and then I got rocked yep. and I got a concussion because yep. I hesitated. It's like when you pull out into traffic. Yeah. You gotta pull out, right? Correct. You can't uh, and then yep. you get stuck. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I, everyone's done it. Yeah. I do it all the time. So it's like when I have that thought and I'm like, maybe I, the life, like the, if I'm missing life things with my family, that's another conversation. Yeah. That's like, holy shit, I need to recalibrate and get that back on track. But if it's just a matter of me burning out, then I'm like, you know what? If I do and I have a nervous breakdown, we'll deal with it. But I can't worry about that right now. There's too much yep. that I want to go that could go. affect other things. CB, oh, so absolutely. absolutely. Let me add to this too absolutely. because the people- you, you It's know, a good you, question. You keep it I very just, general and you say some people would say- one, I want to. I don't want to say science. No, but I'm serious. <laughs> I want to know who are these people, right? Like, I, I really want to know what are these people. What are the systems that they have? In so their I'm life? talking about mental health experts. That's what mental that's what health. some people are. So that, that that's mm -hmm. what they. That's so what they will tell you. Tell so you. what do you believe that I do? I just make it personal to me. So we're talking specific and not general. What do you think that I do? That's too much. That could be a potential burnout. Sometimes you're you're. <clears throat> The drive to always want more, to never be satisfied, to always want mm -hmm. to achieve more and more and more, which is a yeah. good thing. I, I do believe it's a great thing because it has it. Listen, it does when allow you're soft, you. You're soft. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> and um, and so when you're, so I, I hear what you're saying, but you also have to make a decision. I I do believe it's a conscious decision. I make conscious decisions in my life, like on the weekends when I want to just chill. That's a conscious decision for me to just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna enjoy the day and not worry about anything. I'm gonna enjoy this cheat meal and I'm going to chill. Right when there's times with uh, working out, people will say, "Oh, you work out too much. You, you work out too much." I want to see the people what they look like for them to be telling me because I know every single day if I want to do something active for 30 minutes, it could be a walk. Mm -hmm. But it is healthy to do something active every Why single day. Why do you say day. it could be a walk? Walking's great. It is. It is. But it is for sure. But not as my main form yeah, of. Yeah, I got you. You know, if I'm trying to stay, you know, he, in, in a in a muscle. I'm talking on muscle perspective. Here's right? the, the other thing I think about, and you're making a good point. Like you, you can't let other people's perception of your life right. dictate. I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but the other thing to think about is like if you push for like two to three years and you outwork everyone for even a year, yeah. you're so much farther ahead than a lot of. Not that yep. it's a competition, but you could potentially put yourself in a position where the next five years are that much easier. Correct. 
you know. So excellent point. Kinda, but so here's I, my here's my yeah. Sorry, I I interrupted you. No, 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 no. It's fine. Um, but I, I can't get it from. I got to be able sorry, to, to finish the thought. Your question is fine, but <laughs> but also when I'm making conscious decisions to listen to podcasts every day, to read ten pages every day, I learn new material. So unless I was a slug and I wanted to sit there and not do anything and watch TV and you know I choose to do things in my life, create systems that benefit me, that put me in a headspace to move forward. So it's all aligning to move forward. Again, some would say that it's unhealthy. I would ask those some people, what is unhealthy about well, it? If you're not trying saying to it's do 4,000 pull-ups, if you're trying to do 4,000 pull-ups every day, yes, correct, unhealthy. Or 1,000 yes, push-ups. Yes, I do get savagey at times in my head, but for the most part, savage-y. everything I'm doing is strategic. There's no rules, though. Yeah. So, so like, but hold on, though. So so you, you have a, a balance, and I, I think you have made this balance that works for you. So this is not towards you in general. And this is what I was going to say to the mic, and I'm going to ask you the same question in a second because I think your answers may be different. I don't know. If, Mike, if you if you um, achieve that, that goal, that picture-perfect goal that you had talked about many episodes ago um, where your life-work balance is, is perfect the way you envisioned it you know business is booming you're doing your thing you're walking down the town going to the pizzeria everyone knows who you are do you remember that whole that yeah, whole yeah. all right I got it you achieve this yeah. right let's yeah. say you achieve this in 10 years and five years and whatever years are you happy then and do you stop not stop but do you just maintain because so, you have accomplished what you set out I, I to think, go i think that and david hold it because mine the I think, is coming i think that goal always moves because i think i enjoy the process of building it if that makes sense like i enjoy the process of realizing like ooh, i'm getting a little closer like i'm in conversations this year i was never in last year Ooh, i see this like i see it now i see it more so the question is will you you want more when you get to that perfect picture of course so you want a bank account that that does compound interest for a you want an investment that does compound interest for years and years and years and then what you would choose to do is just sit back and be like all right, no. I've made it. Well, let me get well, a question. This is not, no, it's a, not what I would choose. I'm, I got a question. I'm posing questions. Can I get a question? And, and I mean, so yes, I would retire from work at some point when I'm, you know, when I'm good and I have my yeah. years in. Because I'm at at some point, the work that I do, though, you collect the same amount of money not working than you do working, which yeah, is yeah. a benefit to a pension system. But you'll probably do something. But of course, yeah, I would yeah. do something of my choice. But I would I I will always do something active. Yeah. I will always choose to be reading because I know where that brought me in my life. Um. So the other things in my life, no, it won't change. Of course, when I'm 60 years old, am I going to be you know working out the way that I am now when I'm 30? Probably not. But I would like to believe I'd be like a Coach be. Pete. You know, where I'm like super Shout in shape, right, where I'm just super in shape and uh, I'm progressing. Like you, your thing of you hanging out with your family, yeah, that's great. No, 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 you said that. You well, said, well, I, was just saying, I love hanging out with my family. Well, my, 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 he asked you, what do you love? You said, I love, you said, I love hanging out with my family. That was, I love hanging out with my family. Yeah, I was just Correct. making a point of like, if you Which enjoy is something, fine, you're still at, doing But it. at that point, the problem becomes hanging out with your family does not create longevity in your life, right? So you have to find other things. It's possible. No, but if you're sitting around eating donuts, hanging out with your family, I, argue. Uh, we could argue. You know what I mean? D- technically, Dana and I eat sandwiches in a car and it's providing a <laughs> business angle. Correct. So there's always an angle. Correct, correct. 
but you have to find other things in your life that add to create that benefit, right? That can't be the the one thing. Like, yes, you, of course, I love hanging out with my daughter. That's the best. Well, thing everyone in the world. needs a purpose. So, like, if you want to be the best dad of all time and you don't want you want to be stay at home and all that stuff, that's fine. There's no rules as long as you're yes. enjoying whatever you're doing and you're fulfilled by it. Then who cares? Correct. It's like there's no. I would never look down on someone because they don't have a full-time job and they're part-time they enjoy the hell out of their, like i would never no of course and i just ask it to reciprocate they don't judge me for working hard yes or not working hard working in a different angle because yes. i know even sometimes part-time can be extremely difficult as well absolutely so. i you know i did a uh, full-time stay-at-home dad for one day and i almost got yeah. fired yeah um all right rambles that was good rambles ramble. over good stuff go. cv you good there beautiful this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, 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 dimes. A couple extra for that you. That was good. This is a good one. Celebrate what you've accomplished, but raise the bar a little higher each time you succeed. My friend, Mia Ham. Wow, Mia Ham. Mia Ham. Not to be uh, confused with Mia Baloney. <laughs> what uh did you know we were going to talk about these topics? No. That was a good lineup. No. Uh, mine is also goes with the theme, and uh, it is Miguelito's mantra. Ito, ito, ito. This world is but a canvas to our imagination. Uh, yes, I saw that this morning. Henny David one. Thoreau. Makes me think. No rules. No Do whatever rules. you want. Just make sure you're taking care of your family and you can afford just standard stuff. That's right. And tell those mental health experts <laughs> to come see- <laughs> Dude, it's funny with a, a dude with a shrink being like, I don't have any mental health. <laughs> yeah. I'd have-, have no issues. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. My man. That was a good app. That was. That's another Effie in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.